So a guy walks into a bar and says, I want to know what I want. I want priorities. I want direction, but I want the nimbleness to not be attached to whatever expectations those desires create. The bartender looks at him and says, well, what does he say? One encounter, one opportunity. This is the Serve Conscious Podcast, the voice of the mindful service movement. Welcome to the show. So before we begin, I'm very excited to announce a new partnership between Serve Conscious and the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness, IOM is an amazing not-for-profit that is dedicated to bringing mindfulness into as many avenues of the industry landscape as possible. So they work with people and businesses to research, develop, and implement mindfulness programs that are most effective at up-leveling, you know, the health, happiness, and capability of the workplace. And they also work with people like me to give their missions maximum impact and value to organizations that will need it the most. And what's in it for them? Well, a better world, of course, you know, greater awareness and compassion at the organizational level has quite a knock-on effect into society as a whole. And I'm really inspired to know that organizations like IOM are out there as catalysts for mindful living, revealing how easy and practical it is for anyone to incorporate. Really, guys, mindfulness is for everybody. Links to the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness are in the show notes. Hey, and while you're there, why don't you check out the links to the Facebook group, Inspired Hospitality and Service, as well as the ones for iTunes, where you can leave me a review and more people can find the show. Thanks so much, guys. Let's start today's show. We are on Hard Truth number five. It's an ugly one, but it brings so much, so much goodness and wisdom once you really look at it. It is, everyone will disappoint you. Ooh, ouch. So let me clarify here before you grab this one and run with it, thinking I've somehow given you permission to have a dim view of humanity and, you know, confirm your beliefs that people just suck and now you have total permission to be grumpy and antisocial and anti-human, <laughs> etc. So the fact that people will inevitably disappoint you is not some statement about the quality of humanity. People won't disappoint you because there's something inherently wrong with them. They'll only disappoint you to the extent that you expected them to be a certain way. And this disappointment only causes problems and suffering if you've tethered your happiness to the expectations. So you're basically saying to yourself, I need life to go this way. I need people to act this way and only this way for me to feel happy, content, settled, whatever. And this 
imprisoning our own state of well-being inside of the behavior of others is truly the trap. So we saw in truth number four how pleasure diminishes over time and this causes suffering not just because pleasure is diminishing but because we've decided that whatever it is has been giving us pleasure is our source of happiness and we have created expectations around that source of pleasure to continue pushing the button for us and when it doesn't we start to get resentful frustrated and just generally upset well what's causing this frustration it's expectation expectation of the pleasure expectation of things pushing the right buttons for us so when we apply our tendencies to expect on the behavior of others we're creating these sort of micro addictions these micro dependencies on certain behaviors in others the thing with expectations is that they're not based on the present moment they're the result of a collection of preferences you've made over time and nothing's wrong with having preferences I mean it's what makes you human have preferences it's the attachment to the preferences when reality isn't delivering them that's what causes unnecessary suffering the equation goes like expectations minus reality times attachment equals unnecessary suffering and this is a result of dependence on things remaining as they always have been for you you'd have a much better time being non-attached because you're nimble and you're ready for whatever comes and people don't like the idea of non-attachment because they imagine someone becoming this like blob of indifference like I don't care what happens you know I'm accepting of everything no you can still have preferences it's just a question of how adaptive you are such that you can let go of the preferences when you need to so let's say you feel like humanity sucks people are always letting you down they're just not measuring up and you'd like to explain it away as the product of your like achiever mindset or just being smarter than everyone or everyone just being ignorant and dumb and maybe you are smarter than people maybe you are smarter and more well-mannered more well-educated better at interpersonal human relationships than 90% of the people you serve if you're getting frustrated with the people you serve if you're feeling disillusioned by humanity that's due to a lack of wisdom on your part you may be smart but you lack wisdom you lack the capacity to accept reality you lack the wisdom to interact with the situation 
such that it's not causing you frustration. You're not adapting. Maybe you think it's weak or submissive to do so, and you're not sticking to your guns. But adaptation is how every species has survived, evolved, and thrived in nature. Adaptation is how you will succeed, and adaptation occurs by accepting what is. It doesn't mean loving it. It doesn't mean completely relinquishing all preferences. It just means being able to say in the moment, this is how these people are behaving, because that's how they're free to behave. I don't need to expect anything different. Why even waste time and emotional energy wishing things were different? Because that's all you're really doing when you're remaining attached to expectations. You're just wishing, fantasizing about another reality different from this one, rather than meeting this reality head-on and saying, okay, what do I do with things here? What do I do with this reality? How do I meet it such that both of us thrive and evolve? Right? Now, you might be saying, but I'm a manager, owner, leader of some sort, and I need people to work in the way that I consider most professional, effective, ethical. I need firm expectations in order to get results. I can't just give them up because an employee decides on a whim to do whatever they want. You need to understand that adaptability and non-attachment to expectations is not a passive state. Have your expectations. If you're a leader, it's essential that you have these expectations and you always clearly communicate them so that every member of your team knows their roles and responsibility. The workplace is a misery without that. That's what they're depending on you for, a leadership role providing solidity and direction. They may not like it the way you enforce some of your expectations, but they are depending on it <laughs> to feel safe. So do that. On an external level, express all the expectations you want, but on an internal level, be ready to let them go. So when reality unfolds as it will, and it will, it always does, do whatever the F it wants. <laughs> and people behave in ways that you can never control because the only person that you can control is yourself. The only response you can give to the situation with any wisdom in it at all is total acceptance of what has happened and is happening, and a readiness to work with it on its terms. So, notice that this is not a matter of principles or your strictness in enforcing your principles. It's about your skill at managing your emotional life. What's at stake in being non-attached to your expectations is simply your inner experience here. And you will find that maintaining an internal state that is accepting of life will lead you to being externally more effective at getting the results you want. So what I'm talking about here will make very few prescriptions about how to actually like communicate and enforce expectations. This is about self-management. I cannot think of a better example for this than the gentleman I just had on my show, Wuda. He's a Zen master. 
Zen is all about accepting what is. You know, just reconcile with reality. Get your conditioning out of the way. Get your expectations out of the way. And all the stuff your mind is building up about what you should be experiencing. What you totally need to be happy. That's all illusory. But, despite his capacity to accept whatever is happening, you better believe he is hard on his students. I can guarantee it. If someone is looking to him to lead them and guide them and shape them, he is going to be uncompromising in having expectations of them to rise. But his inner game manages his emotional experience of that. When he has preferences, when he has expectations, and reality delivers the opposite, he knows it's on him to not get frustrated. Zen masters want their students to improve, but they do not resent them for not delivering as they expect. They accept where they are at and always are able to meet their students where they are at because there is no point in doing otherwise because no one can ever be in a place other than where they are at. And anyone you serve or anyone you manage or lead, speak to them from their level of development, their level of social development, their level of mental development, intellectual development. Don't just look at what they're lacking or what you think they should have. Look at what they do have. I know it sounds simple, but our mind's tendency to begin to paint pictures of what they would prefer exist so takes us away from working with reality as it absolutely is when it is so much more effective to do so. So any manager you hear complaining about their dysfunctional staff probably hasn't clearly communicated what they want from them, nor have they taken the time to understand their team, their priorities, needs, strengths, weaknesses, and whatever can give this manager a truer understanding of what they actually have to work with. And the worst leaders just sit back and compile and harbor hidden expectations. That's actually more passive than going with the flow. It's having expectations and not properly communicating and interfacing with reality. That is, that is the ultimate in stagnation. Those are the greatest managerial crimes. The ones that just sort of hope for great results and then resent everyone for not delivering them when they haven't played their part in communicating, guiding, mentoring, and engaging all of the responsibilities of a leader. They just feel it's their job to react and deter further <laughs> further failure to meet hidden expectations, <laughs> leaving everyone kind of confused and bewildered and wondering where the next backhand's going to come from, you know? They feel like nothing needs to be instructed or requested. It's all just common sense, and whoever doesn't come through the door knowing it is a failure. They don't teach processes, they just expect results. 
And even if they could teach a process, they don't have the patience to reteach it when that's inevitably necessary to get someone to a state of competence, let alone mastery and fluidity with something. Managers like this just sort of like fly on the wings of faith, just feeling like somehow by merit of them being in charge, everything and everyone will magically align with their hidden desires. So if someone doesn't meet your expectations, the first thing to do is investigate how or why these expectations may have been obscured rather than dismissing them with should-haves. You know, you should have assumed, you should have known, you should have been better. Every miscommunication is an opportunity to be a better communicator. It's not weak or submissive to do this. This is a place of wisdom that will free you to really look at the situation and be more effective at working with it. So rather than just dismissing the outcome as, you know, they failed because they didn't live up to my expectations, you can ask yourself, why didn't things go the way I wanted them to? Where did I fail to adapt to the situation? And with this approach, you're always in an empowered place because you're always taking responsibility for your reality. Resenting your staff for causing you frustration, saying they're driving you nuts, that is willfully disempowering yourself. It is the feeblest position you can put yourself in because you're basically rendering yourself a victim of your circumstances rather than the creator of the work culture you want. So you might be hearing this, hearing this rant of mine <laughs> and be thinking, so if I have a manager like this, I now have permission to be disgruntled and belligerent, right? No, you can do so much more with this situation than that. Belligerence is just the province of the powerless. You can, first of all, look at yourself and say, why was I expecting better? This manager is just yet another overwhelmed professional. Like most professionals, they are in over their head with this leadership role. The empowered response is to have compassion for them and to live and work as an example of the leader that they don't have the inner resources or maturity to be. Leadership is not a function of status. It is a function of your state of inner strength. Your manager isn't leading. They're outsourcing their leadership to their expectations, you know, and just hoping for staff compliance. And, you know, when it doesn't happen, they just sort of flail, you know, like children that didn't get their way. Reactive leadership isn't really leadership. It's just a privileged position. You know, they get to vent their frustrations about unmet expectations in ways that you don't get to. And that's the extent of their status, and they know it. And they don't know how to make things go their way, and so they feel powerless. So when it seems like they're talking down to you, they're just expressing their own bewilderment at their lack of agency to make things unfold the way they want them to and their lack of understanding of how to actually adapt to the situation, work with the people and what's happening. 
So start with compassion and you'll be better able to navigate the situation much better than your manager has shown capability to do so. So even if you're not a manager, you need to take this leadership mentality into how you serve anyone. So like you're not technically a leader in the organization, but in any given service situation, you are leading the experience of whatever group you're responsible for serving in that moment. Now, it's not your place to communicate and enforce your expectations to the people you serve. <laughs> not that side of it. No, it's on you to understand what it is you're working with and adapt to it. And thank goodness it's not our place to enforce expectations on our guests. Because boy, have we collected a lot of them. <laughs> we would be doing nothing else but asking them to be different. In any given day or night, how many times can you say you've like sneered internally and bristled at someone's lack of etiquette, social graces, sophistication level, knowledge, decisiveness? Like if it was their job to please us, like to not trigger or frustrate us in any given night, they'd be failing, right? Like it'd be pretty hard for them to meet our expectations. You know, they're expected to acknowledge us and give us their fullest attention and not interrupt, but at the same time, not ask too many questions or absorb us in too much conversation. And we simultaneously don't like being rushed, but then we get frustrated if they take too long to decide. It's like they got to thread the needle of our preferences or suffer our resentment. So what's any server's favorite pastime? Complaining, right? Complaining about how everyone they're serving is failing to meet their expectations. That's all complaining is. Attachment to what you were hoping people would be like. So what's the alternative to complaining? I mean, it's so delicious. Is there a substitute for it or is it just like steak? None of the vegan substitutes will suffice. <laughs> yeah, of course there is. It is acquiring the inner resources to adapt. Then you don't need to be dependent on the compliance of others in order to feel happy, at ease, and inspired. The practices section of the Serve Conscious homepage, www.serveconscious.com, will provide some uh, value there, hopefully. This is all a matter of acquiring inner power so that you're not wasting emotional energy on frustration, disappointment, and resentment. There's a way of doing this without clinging to, you know, some laissez-faire attitude. This, like, visage, this mask of indifference that I see people riddled with in this industry because they, they wear it like a cloak to sort of protect themselves from actually caring because actually caring just leads to frustration. But pretending like nothing matters and you don't care is just another way of denying reality and another way of not adapting. It's like a partial adaptation. You know, one of the buzz phrases in the service industry is managing expectations. People feel one of the imperatives of service is to manage the expectations of the people they serve in order to minimize their disappointment, which 
certainly is a valuable skill to have, but turn that skill on yourself, because the expectations of the people you serve, they are not the threat, and they are not the problem. Yours are, and theirs can't be controlled. You can't control what someone's expecting, but yours can be controlled. You can control your own expectations and your attachment to those expectations. That's where you'll find greater success interfacing with all varieties of people that you serve that will, chances are, not meet your narrow bandwidth of acceptable behaviors. And mastering your expectations means mastering how you experience reality. Reality unfolds, and you're able to interact with it to minimize unnecessary suffering that so many people sentence themselves to. People are living in prisons of expectation. Mindful, empowered living all comes down to your internal experience of reality and knowing what expectations you've accumulated that you're not willing to let go of when life calls you to adapt. So be aware of that. Always be observing yourself and say, what am I expecting to be different and why do I need it to be this way? All right, that's all for today. I'm just doing one of the hard truths. So this is going to be a nice long series, but we're going to do two a week at least, maybe more. And I've been working on keeping episodes shorter so that they can be just more consumable during a drive or a walk somewhere. And a lot of the interviews I'll keep nice and long so we can really get into what we're chewing on, but I'm going to experiment with shorter episodes, so please let me know how you like them. All right. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Please check out the website www.surfconscious.com for more free content. Thanks again. Bye-bye.